home of the Bears, ESPN 1000, and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app here as part of this Bears Monday. We've got Black and Abdallah. Bop, 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 bop. What's up, fellas? Up, Bears, gentlemen. You know what's up? Bears, let's go. How about that? Friday news dump. Bam! There you go. Like, there's, there's always moments in your fandom where you remember where you were, right? The last time probably this happened was what? The, the Khalil, Khalil Mack? Mack trade. Yeah, you were in the shower. I was in the shower, <laughs> and my phone was vibrating. I'm like... That video. What? Because that brought a whole new thing of, like, why is Cat have his phone in the shower and was all that stuff? a different pulse for the and vibrations than you're used to? Oh, come on. That was too easy. That, that was, was a good, that that was was a good one. Easy, right? That was good. Come on, Jonathan. Come on. Like, a, come on. It's a 9 a.m. Black and Abdallah. We're on early. Come on. That on was early. too good. That but then good. again, this is another moment <laughs> oh, where man. Friday afternoon, where you're kind of like, you're going to remember what? where you were when the uh, Bears announced or when, when Schefter tweeted or whoever tweeted that the Bears are going to be trading the first pick. Like, it happened a lot sooner than I thought it was going to. Absolutely. Where was I? Watching Northwestern basketball. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. Move out of the way, it There's Bears news. Big Bears news. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. The way this kind of works, legal tampering starts at 11. Yeah. Correct. And we're now in a situation, once again, where the National Football League says, who cares about your other sports? We're taking over today. In the past, what is today known for? Today is known for sitting at your desk, working on your bracket. Brackets. Brackets. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there are people who will care about that. Of course. But let's be real. We're all going to be paying attention to, to the NFL news today. Yeah. That's the most important thing today. Yes. Once again, the NFL comes in and pushes the other sports to the side. Correct. It, it, it's pretty impressive. Well, and it's perfect for them, too, because you have to also factor in that, like, and Shay and I were, were texting about this this weekend, is that... Everything's pushed now, right? Because yeah. the Super Bowl's later, because the extra week. So normally this would have this might have been sure. last week Before. and it wouldn't have mattered. like we would be talking about the tournament and we would be doing but the NFL's like, now nah, we're gonna <laughs> add an extra game and mess yeah. up literally everything. Everything. Well, <laughs> everything. You no, know, this what it comes down to, guys, is that even as bad or as good as your team is in the NFL, every fan base feel like they have a chance to get better or win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like baseball where you're a Pirates fan, Tigers fan, somewhere in the bottom, and you're just like, yeah, our season's over in June. And for an NFL fan, because of free agency and because of the draft, you always feel like you can get incrementally better or have a chance at the playoffs or get to the Super Bowl. And this is why nothing beats the NFL. Yeah. Even as college football fans, there is not that kind of buzz like the NFL has. And so that, that's what it comes down to. Every fan base, good or bad, feel like, you know what, we're going to get better here. Correct. In Indianapolis, they're thinking to themselves, just like, you know what, we went the veteran quarterback route all this time post-Andrew Luck. But we're going to get better with a mm-hmm. with a rookie quarterback, and we're going to find a way. Because I'm sure the pressure is like either we get the quarterback we want, or Chris Ballard's going to get fired. Sure. Either way, it's oh, interesting listen, though. Either my, way, it's compelling. My in laws are from Indianapolis. They have season tickets to the Colts. They are not happy that that, that Carolina pulled this off. Because now, like my father in law came in this weekend, he's like, well, "We're stuck with Anthony Richardson now. Like, what are we gonna? Oof. Like, what are we? Gonna, Will Levis? Like, what are we doing here? Well, it's like, why we didn't we couldn't come up with a better offer but to move up? There's talk that they may trade out of the number one pick now, Carolina. Yeah, I mean, but why? Why you have your choice of the guys now? Why wouldn't you? Also, where's that talk coming from? I tried to find the source material. I saw that online yesterday. Where, where is that? 
There were multiple from. people that cover the Panthers that tweeted that. So actual Panther reporters are reporting that. Shea? David Newton? or Shea's that's, Shea's that's, that's what Shea's I'm asking. I, I saw the same thing on social media yesterday, mm-hmm. Cap, and I was like, I started to try and go to the usual suspects, Palacero, Rappaport, yeah. Breer, uh, Schefter, and I didn't see anything well, of tangible what note I've on seen that. From, I, saw, I read Peter King's uh, term paper last night. <laughs> and what was it, 42 pages? Dude, it was insane. Yeah. Um, and basically, he confirmed that the Panthers don't have a set guy yet. So maybe that's what's leading to it, right? Like, they don't have their eye on one specific quarterback yet. So maybe... As they go through this process of pro days and whatnot, maybe they decide, hey, this team really wants Anthony Richardson or really wants Bryce Young, and we don't. So, yeah, sure, we could trade back to four or something like that if the Colts really want to move up. Now, the sleeper in all this is the Cardinals could still trade out. Like, why wouldn't yes, the Cardinals? No why, question. Like, why can't the yeah. Cardinals yeah. make a move now? If I'm the Cardinals, I'm calling other teams. I'm calling, I'm calling Washington. Maybe the commanders to see if they want to move up. Mm-hmm. I'm calling Atlanta to see if, if they are out on Lamar, if they want to move up. I'm, you know, there's all these teams out there that still need a quarterback. And now that the Bears are out, kind of, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm like, all right, well, my phone's open. Start, start making phone calls here because we, yeah, they could take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or something like that, but they could also move back and, and be fine taking it. And that would be even more beneficial for the Bears because now there's a chance that what if Jalen Carter is available at nine? What if be. one of these guys falls because all these quarterbacks end up going in the top four or five picks? Okay, so Dove Kleiman, who I follow on Twitter, says, update, Panthers are indeed considering trading down from number one. A third report now confirms this one from ESPN. The Athletic and the Charlotte Observer are reporting the same thing. If they have more than one quarterback prospect yeah. they like, they could trade. Yeah, which they do. That, that guy's uh, an aggregator. So like, that guy doesn't actually report. And I'm on ESPN.com. I'm on the Panthers page. I don't see any story on the Panthers page saying yeah. that they're trying to move out of one. That, I, yeah. that, I'm just trying to figure out if it's actual source material or the aggregators are just collecting data and pushing it, it out for the, He said the athletic. He didn't source it, but he said All the right. athletic and the Charlotte Observer. All but right. I think I it's more of like I, I them not knowing who they want, right? I don't, I don't trust his reporting because there's no E at the end of his name. <laughs> What's D-O-V climbing, right? Dove? Yeah. Dove? Yeah, yeah I mean, what, I mean, what is that? Either he's an ice cream or a soap, and he's neither. But but look at his uh, his account is a bunch of just taking other people's yeah. stuff. Well, what, is it Bro Bible? It's his on his uh, oh, his, his, his bio. It, no, I'm serious. His bio. Person? I think his bio says bro bio. Is he a real person? That's see, what I I'm don't. I, see, this is, and I, I oh, wanted to. We definitely. didn't have a lot of time last week, but I want since if you talk to when you talk to um, uh, Albert Breer tomorrow, yeah, do me a favor. Ask him about how he feels about these guys. These aggregators. These aggregators. Like because oh, he's wow. a reporter. He's him, Rappaport, Schefter. The problem is you got the Starbucks kid putting out reports here. You've got Dove Kleiman putting out reports here. What? <laughs> Friend of the show, Starbucks kid. Come on. <laughs> I uh, can tell I can tell you the answer to that, but it would have to be off the air. No, I know, but to, like we, well you want to know the answer. I mean it was it was at the restaurant at the he told well, us I'm about I'm sure he's not happy with it. So I'm like sure. he he's well, the same He's thing happens in this off for business. Stories, right? We we do things 
Cap says stuff, and then it gets aggregated, but there's no link to the actual source material. Yeah. Thus, that's why I asked the question when you mentioned the reports. I said, okay, let me read the so, reports. So I go to ESPN.com. There is no report on ESPN.com for okay, it. Okay, so according to a report from The Athletics, Joe Person, who covers okay. the Panthers. Fake, fake name. No Ian Dove. Todd Human. Joe Person. Todd Human. John Q. Report. Public reporting. What's his name, Cap? Joe Person. Joe Person. Yeah. Like, I know Joe, Joe Person's Person. a real guy, but that's just a, an odd coincidence Joe. that we're trying to find a source material and the name is Joe Person. Joseph Person. He is the verified <laughs> Panthers reporter. No, I know he is, but it's just, come on, it's funny that it his is? name is is basically just a fake, like, oh, hey, John Joe Q. Person. Public reporting. His name is like some really exotic Because I was trying to find the, uh, the, I was talking to you upstairs, Chris, I was trying to yeah. find the source material for the same thing that said, because I've seen it all over, but who originally said that DJ Moore had to be a part of this? Because I know that that's the report. The report yeah. is that... Ryan Poles was not budging off of getting DJ Moore in this deal. They offered a 2025 first-round pick, and he said, no, I want DJ Moore, or I'm not doing this deal, and the Panthers budged. But I couldn't find, like, who said that first. Because, like, Peter, again, I wrote Peter, read Peter King's term paper, and he said, <laughs> I've, I've confirmed that reporting, but, like, I don't know who said it. Because there's so many stories that are coming Correct. out, and everybody's putting out, yeah, I can confirm this, and I can confirm that, and I can confirm this. Show up, doll, how many uh, followers Joe Person has. That's a different Joe Person, I think. <laughs> That's a different Joe Person. That's a non, uh, yeah, he's got 11 followers. Getting ready to start his day in 2009. All right. My guy. Must have been a long day. <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> tweeted since. Good job, Joe. But you know, so that I've got the same problem. There's I'm Adam A. Abdallah on Twitter. Yes. There's an Adam Abdallah on Twitter. Oh, and yeah. I've DM'd he's DM'd me before. Yeah. And been like, who did you piss off today? Because people will mention him as oh, opposed yeah. to the Adam A. Abdallah. J Hood forty one right over there, which yes. is not his not you. Twitter. I but, always answer. That's not my partner. But it's okay. You don't have to correct them. Let all my hate mail go to there. To, to my guy. <laughs> he's like a Canadian football league player, right? He's a, he's a motivational speaker, and he's my friend from Toronto. <laughs> he's my but he friend. used to play in the Canadian league, right? <laughs> he's a CFL running, running back. wide receiver, yes. <laughs> so let that hate mail go. If someone says, hey, Jay Wood, let it go. Okay. Let, let, I told let, let, let Adam Abdallah, and like, hey, man, just switch with me. Give me the handle. Didn't you tell me once that Abdallah's like Williams or Jones? Abdallah's like the, it's the Arabic Smith, yeah. Smith, Essentially, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. like, essentially, it's it's very common over there. Like, it's so, I have an uncle named Abdallah Abdallah. I'm not even kidding. You told I have me. an yes. uncle named Abdallah Abdallah. <laughs> Basically, we named our daughter, like, Katie Smith. Layla yes. Abdallah is the equivalent of, like, Katie Smith over there. <laughs> like, it's, ins- like, there's so many Laylas over there, but it's very rare here. Like, coincidentally, there is a Layla, another Layla in this industry, obviously, but, huh? um, there, it's very rare over here. That's why when people see how we spell it, yeah. the L E I L A, I'm always like, and I see another Layla, I'm like, where are you from? Nah. Yes. And it's always like, you know, somewhere in the Middle East because That's it's right. it's weird to say it's the Middle Eastern spelling, but only Middle Easterners that I know spell it L-E-I-L-A. Any yeah. chance the Panthers would say, okay, now we have the number one pick and our 25 number one pick. We'll give you that Baltimore. We want Lamar. I could, maybe. They could. I mean, is he worth the first overall pick and another first round pick? Or do, would you go with the unknown of a... 
Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud. Or... He's 45 and 16 as a starter. I was reading Hoodie some numbers this morning. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just it's Now you're, you're dealing in a different realm by saying, oh, here's nine and then a 2025 pick. Like, it's different than having the number one pick. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a you bigger know, deal to have that. We seem like we try to put a, a, a black mark on Lamar Jackson's career. And I would just say... The thing is, it's not about the the mileage on his body as much as it is, you know, him just dipping out on the season. Whether he was hurt or not, I don't know. Whether you hurt or were you injured, I don't know the answer to that. But you dipped out on the back part of the season into the playoffs. Yeah, it's I a think tough if, look. I'm concerned if I'm a team. Like, so what is what happened there? I'd like to know. Well, and if the injury concerns are there too, don't you want to? Don't you want him on a team that's built to win? now is like a quarterback away because like the Panthers aren't a quarterback away the Panthers like that 2024 pick could be top five next year for the Bears that they get that'd be incredible so if it is you don't want if I'm the Panthers I don't want Lamar because what if he gets hurt in a meaningless season you know what I mean like you're not like if he's if he's had the two injury shortened seasons in a row now if you're the Panthers I would say I don't want I don't necessarily want this because we don't have we just traded DJ Moore, we traded Christian McCaffrey, we traded away all of our weapons. Like we're not built to win right now, so I'm not going to waste the number 1 pick in a 2025 pick on a guy that might be hurt by the time we're ready to compete. Couldn't Lamar also make the argument that if he had the new paper, he would be there? I, I get that it's not a good look for him to not be available at the end of the season for the Ravens, but this is going on almost two years. But they've offered him a big deal. Yeah, but he wants more. He wants the guaranteed money. He wants all ge- the I'm whole not, I'm deal I'm not saying guaranteed. it's wrong, but I, I'm just saying, couldn't he make the argument that if they committed to him, he could then say, well, I would have played if that were the case. I, I personally think it's a bad look yes. that he wasn't available at the end of Correct. the season. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine his line of thinking is, well, if you guys would show me the love, then I would have been there. I don't know. Like, So you could easily say or suggest, I think, that if he played for the Colts, if they gave up multiple picks to go get Lamar Jackson, you can make the case that he would be available. He, yeah. he's, he, I think his end of the season took place because of this contract yeah. situation. I think that's why he played it well, that Well, even if he was injured, he wasn't there. Like, he wasn't with the team. No, I know. And, like, but that's I think the, that's, it's because of the, yeah. the contract Oh, absolutely situation. it was. And, I, I mean, we'll find out Bears. on Wednesday. I mean, we could find out, can someone offer him? Can we get the, the details of a report here in an hour and 45 minutes of what teams were willing yeah. to offer him? Sure. Because you, they have someone has to give him an offer, and then right. they, the Ravens are going to say, "Well, we can either match it or we don't." Yeah, they're they're going to let the other teams yeah. set the market for him. It, it's a brilliant move from the Ravens. There's no reason not to do it the way that they're, they're doing it. The way and they're if you get two it. first round picks for him, then you could use those two first round picks to move up if you wanted to uh, to take one of these quarterbacks, and then you could be like, "All right, well, C.J. Stroud will get the job done for us. That's fine." Bears. Interesting, man. It's it's the Lamar, whole thing. Bears. It's, Bears. it's Bears. a marvel Bears. on how they dominate the Bears. sports landscape. It's great. It's Guys, awesome. you I hit love the it. bottom of the pool and you bounce right back up. Step one, acquiring a number one wide receiver. Polls did that on Friday. All right, guys, it's Black and Dollar coming up next. It is. Yeah, Oops. you know, uh, we, we weren't here on Friday. How about some all calls welcome? Let's do this. Ooh. It's a Monday morning, all calls welcome. Why not? Let's do that today. All right, take them down. Have at it. <laughs> start with a fresh rack, then. <laughs> Let's start with a fresh rack, then. 
All right, uh, having a good time with uh, with Waddle. You know you'll be in your comfort zone, two to six, with your old partner, and I'll be with Yurko tomorrow morning. You just you get to yeah. You just get to set the alarm. Like you're just it's a normal day. Yes. And we were ta- we were talking to to Shay about this. Like Yurko has always wanted to work mornings. Yeah. So Yurko is going to be why? Like you think you're not getting a tired Yurko? <laughs> you're getting you're getting a well a, a, a seasoned Yurko. You're getting He's ready fresh, for this. fresh as a daisy He's Yurko. Up. Yurko's up at five thirty six yeah. o'clock in the morning anyway. You're getting fresh as a daisy Yurko. Yurko wakes the sun up. Yeah. Oh, Eight air champ. Hey, oh, yeah. time to rise. Yeah, champ. Oh, let's go, champ. <laughs> Time to rise up there, champ. Let's he get, go. He gets the birds going, the whole thing. Yeah, someone would say he's the yeah. rooster, if you will. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. else a rooster's called these days. A rooster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or Harold's chicken. Buddy, have a great <laughs> show, man. I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great day. Black and Abdallah coming up next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Hey, it's Black and Abdallah on a Monday morning. In for Cap and Jay Hood. They were on a little earlier today. Usually they're on at this time. Live and local all day long here on ESPN 1000 as we're re- reacting to the Bears making a huge splash on Friday afternoon. Black and Dollar, you usually hear us six day weeknights here on ESPN 1000. And we're talking to you up until 11 o'clock here on ESPN 1000. 11 o'clock Central Time is when the NFL legal tampering period starts. So that's when uh, officially NFL free agency will will get going. Uh, free agents then can sign on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Uh, officially, but the legal tampering period starts today. So we'll get a lot of information when we're done heading into 11 o'clock, and then we'll uh, cross-talk with Carmen and Yurko right here on ESPN 1000 at 11 at the start of the legal tampering period. But, Adam, Friday afternoon, the Bears made a huge trade. They trade the number one pick to the Panthers. They get back the ninth pick, the second uh, a second rounder, the 61st pick overall, a 2024 first round pick, and a 2025 second round pick, and then also the wide receiver, DJ Moore, who is without a doubt now the official number one wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. And Adam, when we entered this offseason, I continuously said to me the most important thing that Ryan Poles can do this offseason was acquiring a number one wide receiver mm-hmm. for his young quarterback. We've discussed the, the problems with the defense. We've talked about the offensive line. A lot of fans have called up and said the number one thing for Ryan Poles this offseason, fix the offensive line. I disagreed with that. I think in today's NFL, the number one thing a quarterback needs to be successful is a wide receiver who is towards the top of the board, who is on the verge of becoming elite, a true number one wide receiver in the NFL, someone the quarterback can rely on, someone who can make plays, and someone who can go up and get it. That's exactly who the Bears get in DJ Moore. He is now the number one guy. Ryan Poles 
checks that off the list of things he needed to acquire here in the offseason. And now he can spend legal tampering period and free agency to fix the offensive line, to get some edge rush help on the defensive side, and start to fix this team because officially they hit the bottom of the pool and now they are on the way up because this is the first move the Bears have made that transitions from complete teardown job to now we're putting pieces around Justin Fields to build towards winning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's two things to take away from this, right? Number one, when the Bears started this uh, this journey of trying to figure out what they were going to do with the number one pick, the Bears, after last week, with the compensatory picks and everything, finalized that they had nine picks in this upcoming draft. He, Ryan Poles already turned nine into 12, including two next year, right? So they've got now they have 10 picks in the first round because they get that extra second round pick and they have two future picks, a first round in 2024, a second round pick in 2025. And you add DJ Moore, who had more receiving yards than your top two wide receivers combined last year. Cole Komet had 544 yards. He's a tight end. Doesn't count. Darnell Mooney had 493 yards and Equiminius St. Brown was second on that wide receiver depth chart with 323 yards. DJ Moore had 888 receiving yards last year. That's more than your top two wide receivers combined. He instantly comes in and is an instant upgrade over anything you had on the field last year. And I automatically started thinking about the conversations we would have throughout the weeks coming in on Monday discussing another Bears close loss. They're 1-7, in 1-8, whatever it is, in uh, one-score games. And how many times did we talk about it and ad nauseum yeah. about, hey, if they... If this wide receiver would have made this play, if this guy didn't drop the ball, hit him right, hit Equiminius St. Brown right in the hands, and he drops the ball, leading to that's the end of the drive on fourth down, and the Bears turn over the ball on downs, and it's another loss where Justin Fields had the ball at the end of the game. They're driving, and they couldn't put it together. How about this? Darnell Mooney couldn't hold on to the football, couldn't get that butt cheek down in the end zone. How about um, the other guy, Smith Marset, gets the ball literally ripped out from his hands. I ever Every single play where that happened, I now insert DJ Moore into that play. And it's like, okay, he would have caught that football. He wouldn't have had the ball ripped out of his hands. It opens up a completely different playbook because this is a guy who's young, can stretch the field, and it makes so much difference to me that now this is what you have. And now the conversation can start about what they can do at number nine, do they trade back again if they want to? Do they stick at nine and just take the best player available? How can they generate more picks? How can you go, if I'm Ryan Poles, I can't sit idle from nine to 53. Like, I can't sit there and make a pick at nine and then wait until the second round of 53. So I might look for a way to say, hey, I've got a couple fifth-round picks. i got a couple fourth-round picks. Maybe I try to move up and get another impact player in that second round or in that late first round, early second round before 53. There's so many more possibilities. And now we also have a kind of a, a guide of what they're going to do in the draft and free agency coming up that starts in about an hour and a half, where now they don't need to get a wide receiver in the draft early, like at nine. You don't have to. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. You don't need to go out and overpay for a mediocre wide receiver in this mediocre wide receiver free agent class. You've got your, your wide receiver now in DJ Moore. 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdallah talking to you. We're talking Bears. Nick in Riverside, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick? <laughs> Hey, what's going on? Um, I called earlier to talk to Cappy just to uh, 
gauge of uh, gauge his flippers, you know, because he's always been talking about bears are so far away. It's going to take two or three years. His sources, his reliable scout sources, tell him the bears are three, four, whatever, how many years away. I just wanted to gauge and see, you know, how he felt about it. I definitely think that, uh, especially in the NFL, and in the NFC. I mean, especially after this move, that I mean, we're not winning a Super Bowl this year. I mean, let's be realistic, but we definitely have a chance to compete for the for the division. Would you not agree, boys? Yeah, I do. Thanks for the call, Nick. And uh, you can call Cap tomorrow. He'll be with Waddle. We're doing a little spring trading tomorrow. Mm. So uh, call him up tomorrow afternoon and ask him as well. I I would say, you know, that the whole thesis that we point to is that in the NFL, it, it is not normal unless you're a bad franchise to claim that you're rebuilding for an extended period of time. Yeah. Most teams in the NFL bottom out. They hit the bottom of the pool and then they immediately bounce right back up. That's how it works. It's a a year-to-year league. It's a league where the last-place team, uh, each and every season, finds a way to win a division. We see it multiple times a year. I think the perfect example for this Bears franchise would be to look to Jacksonville. Uh, Did they uh, win big in the playoffs? No, they didn't. But they're moving towards that, Mm -hmm. and they were a franchise that spent a lot of money in the offseason. They have a young quarterback. Like, that right there is the example. They go out and get a wide receiver. They they do a bunch of different things last offseason, and boom, now they're competitive. That's exactly what we're looking for. Abdallah and I are not saying this is going to be a Super Bowl contending team next year. What we're saying is this team needs to contend next year. They need to be in the mix in the NFC, and especially, like Nick said, in the division. They need to be in the mix in the division. That That's a no-brainer right there. They can't be the worst team in the division next year. Well, and if you believe what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, that means that Green Bay is going to be starting a new quarterback. Who knows what Jordan Love is going to look like? I think we were all uh, shown that the Vikings were kind of frauds when we got to the playoffs. That 13-4 and record was, was a nice record to go into the playoffs with, but once you got there, you couldn't really do anything. And then the Lions, yeah, sure, they won nine games, just like the uh, Jaguars did, like you mentioned, but I don't see the Bears, if they make the right moves, again, like you mentioned, not going to be a playoff team. I don't think so. Could be. Could be maybe a wild card team in the hunt. That's all I care about. In the hunt. And this, these moves by Ryan Poles on Friday to acquire DJ Moore to get that number one wide receiver for, for your quarterback in Justin Fields. I think that, and what they do in free agency today and, and during this week, add in the draft, because you can still get, you can still get an impact player. If you don't get an impact day one starter in the top 10, then you're not a good GM. Right? If you don't get a dude that's out there from day one making an impact at number nine, you're not a good GM. So I expect them to get someone there that's going to make an impact. And yeah, they can absolutely be a team that's contending to make the playoffs. There's a difference between a contending team and contending to make the playoffs. I still think they're in that, all right, maybe the last week, if a bunch of things go their way, maybe they sneak into the playoffs. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. It's Black and Abdallah in for Cap and Jay Hood this morning. The guys were on earlier. If you missed the show. Check out the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll be on 
until 11 a.m. And that's when Carmen and Yurko take over here on ESPN 1000. All Bears talk all the time today as we are reacting to the trade. The Bears trade the number one pick on Friday to the Panthers. The Panthers are now on the clock. The Bears have the ninth pick. A second round pick that is the 61st overall. They have a uh, 2024 first rounder from the Panthers and then also a second rounder in 2025. Adam, when we were discussing what we wanted to see Ryan Poles get back, he also gets back DJ Moore, a player who can contribute right away to this roster. But I think something that was super important for you was that Poles was able to get a number one pick for next year as well as a part of this entire package. Yeah, my goal was for them to get three picks in 2024. Like, if I was running on a platform, it would have been, believe in me, I will get you three picks, three first-round picks in 2024, which apparently was kind of offered out there. So the reports are that... Ryan Poles was going back and forth with the Carolina Panthers. And the original offer was swap for nine and then all these other picks. But instead of DJ Moore, it was a 2024 first-round pick and a 2025 first-round pick, which also would have been fine. Give me three first-round picks. That's good. That's great in my book. But I think the addition of DJ Moore, which is something that Ryan Poles was stuck on, it wouldn't do this deal if DJ Moore was not in the deal, to me was is something that is almost better than having that 2025 first-round pick, at least for right now. Because my other goal for this season was we need to know what Justin Fields is. Because not only... Do you have DJ Moore now, a number one wide receiver? He's not a top 10 wide receiver. This isn't Jamar Chase, right? This is a solid number one. There are 32 number one wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah. I would say he is a number one wide receiver. He's probably somewhere between like 15 and 25, like somewhere around there, right? But this makes Chase Claypool hopefully better. This makes Darnell Mooney better. This makes Cole Komet better. But this will let you know, hopefully, if you fix the offensive line as well, which I think you can do with a couple key pieces, this will let you know by the end of the season what you have in Justin Fields. Like, you should be able to, to by the end of this season, say, hey, Justin Fields made that improvement as a thrower. We know he can run. We know he can run the offense. He made the improvement, and we now believe in Justin Fields. And here's the best part about this, Chris, is if you don't believe in Justin Fields at the end of this season, you have two first-round picks in 2024 and a first-round pick in 2025 that you could easily trade up and get Caleb Williams, Drake May, something like that. Like, you've set yourself up with a safety net here. You set yourself up that if Justin Fields isn't the guy at the end of the season, you have a safety net because if he's not, we can both agree that that first-round pick next year for the Bears is going to be pretty high. If Justin Fields isn't the guy, you're probably only winning four or five games again. And I believe that the Panthers won't be that great, even if they add... Like, let's say they do really love Anthony Richardson. He's Mm -hmm. a project. So they probably will be picking pretty high next year, too. You have their first-round pick. So imagine having two top-ten first-round picks next year that you could use to move up for Caleb Williams and Drake May. So to me, this shows that, yes, they believe in Justin Fields, but also... We got a safety net just in case. Taking your calls, we go to David and Whiting. You're on ESPN 1000. What do you think, David? Yeah, I, I just uh, I love the fact that we got more, but we, we got to realize what's this going to do for the rest of the guys. What's it going to do for Mooney? Now we can go to his natural position of slot. Now you got a speed guy in the slot. What's it going to do for Komet? Now Komet can feast. What's it going to do for all these other other players that 
that wide receiver number one is going to bring them extra, extra reps because Moore is going to get that attention. And I just love the fact that that Poles is matching DJ Moore's, uh, how would you say, what, what he does best with Fields, what he does best. I don't know the, the exact stat they gave. It was something under the lines of Justin Fields, the best completion percentage under pressure, and DJ Moore had the best, uh, cat, the most catches with a quarterback under pressure. So I think Poles did a fabulous sure. job of taking those two positives and connecting the dots with Fields and uh, DJ Moore. He's only 25 years old, so we're going to see his prime. And uh, I got to say, man, now, now the Fields got to cook. It's all on Fields now. We, once we get that line, there's no more excuses. We know he's an uh, absolute beast at running. I know he's a passer. I know it. I see him in college. Now he's, it's on him. He's got to take his game up to the next level because guess what? If he doesn't, we got that pick for next year, and we could draft a quarterback. And if he does, guess who's there? Marvin Harrison Jr. Imagine that. You got your number one with D.J. Moore. Your number two is Marvin Harrison Jr. Number three, you got Mooney. Number four, Claypool. Now that's scary. Have a good day, guys. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. You got something over there? My computer just went completely black. <clears throat> oh, I thought I thought you were looking for some breaking news or something. No, 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 no. My computer. You, first you're of signaling all, to my the Twitch, producers. Well, my you're... Twitch wasn't on, so I thought that uh, that it Twitch with the camera wasn't on. My apologies. But so also, I'll continue on. No, but also, like when I clicked it, my screen went completely black except for one GIF that's on my Twitter, and it was just this Don Draper GIF that someone tweeted about money, and uh, I thought that my computer was dying. What did you say about Don Draper? Something about but what is happiness? Yes. It's a moment before you need more happiness. We go to Matt in Streamwood. You're on ESPN 1000. My fault, guys. Hey, hey guys, thanks for taking my phone call. What's up, I Matt? I want to ask you guys two questions. One was about why did we get the Carolina 61st pick when they, they still they kept their, I think, their ninth overall in the second round, like 41. I know they got that San Francisco from the Christian McCaffrey trade, but why did we get the 61 pick, not their higher pick in the second round? And... Two is this make Mooney and uh, Claypool like on the on the hot seat there that if it if their deal if they come up with the, trying to get like over twenty five million that Ryan Poles is going to eventually trade them to a team and try to acquire like I see Denver they have two the Jerry Judy and uh, Corlin Sutton that said they do not want to be on the team right now they feel like they're not used properly so does that mean that something possibly with those two if they don't come in the deal that they that the Bears want. Yeah, to answer your question, Matt, I, I think the reason the Bears didn't get the 40th overall pick in the second round from the Panthers is because Ryan Poles wanted the player. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore is the prize of this trade. Now, you, you get the ninth pick, and what the Bears decide to do with that ninth pick, that certainly is going to be beneficial to the roster. But I think it is ideal for you to not only get the first rounder next season, but also the player. DJ Moore. That that to me is what makes this such a slam dunk trade for the Chicago Bears and for Ryan Poles. You know, we're used to uh, GMs in this town giving up things way too much because of of the situation, desperate to win. You got to add a player, so I'm giving up way too many pieces. This is one of those situations where Ryan Poles is getting back a lot. He he did really well with this, mm-hmm. and and no matter how you spin it. 
Like, how does this have to win out for Carolina? The quarterback that they select at one, assuming they stay at one, has to become a Hall of Fame quarterback. Outside of that, the Bears won this trade. And yeah. unless Bryce Young becomes an MVP level player each and every year, the Bears won this trade. Like, that's what they gave up to move up to one. They have to get a guy who will be their franchise quarterback for the next 10 plus years, going to Pro Bowls, being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. And, and if we go back a week before, what was all the talk after the combine? The talk was this quarterback class may not be as good as we thought, and we have to talk some teams into possibly moving up because people are worried about the frame from Bryce Young. People mm-hmm. are worried about uh, Will Levis and what he accomplished at Kentucky. People are worried about Anthony Richardson and how raw he is as an athlete, but not as a quarterback prospect needing to have time to develop. People are worried about C.J. Stroud not looking as great as maybe they expected coming into the college football season. Ryan Poles got everything he needed to get from this trade, and there are still no guarantees at the top of the board. It's a brilliant move from the Bears. It's it's so it's a brilliant move from the Bears, but also like you can say this too to play the other side, right? The Bears won this trade, in my opinion. Now, obviously, we're two Bears fans sitting here on a Bears Monday talking about it on the well, home of the Bears. So, so explain to how Carolina wins the trade, though. Carolina, you, you wins. get their number one pick next year. You get a player who's a stud player who immediately impacts the team now. Yes. And you get the ninth pick, so you'll still be able to get a good player at that position. Well, I don't think there's a way to win or like the only Carolina trades aside, right? Or who wins and who loses aside, right? The Bears to me won the trade because they got an a, 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 a an impact player who's proven in the league, a young, controllable asset in a number one wide receiver for their quarterback. Now, Ryan Poles can screw the trade up by not picking the right player at nine and not picking the right player with the Carolina pick next year and not picking the right player at 61. And and that play, like if, if, if the player they pick at 61 is Velas Jones esque, Ryan Poles ruined the trade. Like he didn't get what he could. The bears won the trade. It's on Ryan Poles now to fulfill winning the trade because like you could have any GM could have made this trade. Like any GM could have done this. Ryan Pace could have done this. Any GM could have made this trade, but it's on Ryan Poles to be the talent evaluator and actually fulfill that. And the way that Carolina wins this trade is if Ryan Poles doesn't get the players and they don't impact the team. And then Carolina ends up and Bryce Young becomes a Hall of Fame quarterback and Bryce Young becomes the next, uh, uh, you know, a Drew Brees or CJ Stroud becomes the next, uh, you know, uh, anybody like a- any Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, it could one. be as simple as if the quarterback they select is not great, he's okay. Yeah. He doesn't get his uh, fifth year option mm-hmm. picked up. I mean, at that point, you could just look at the two players we the the pl- one player we know. The Bears already got the best player in DJ Moore. Yes. So, like, the quarterback has to become a great quarterback at the top of the board for Carolina to even sniff being in the conversation of winning this trade. You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Do, da, dippity. You can go with this or you can go with that. You can go with this. Black and Abdallah, we're talking Bears with you this morning. 
at 312-332-3776. Pat and Summit, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Pat? Okay, if I if, if you're Ryan Poles, will you entertain this trade? And this is hypothetical. It could be any team that's lower than nine. But let's okay. just say Tampa Bay, because they're going to need a quarterback soon. Uh, they'll trade their 19th pick this year for the Bears' ninth pick. And uh, I'm assuming they also have uh, the 19th pick in the second round. Which would, would you do that knowing that there's more busts than boons, so the more picks you have, the more chance you have at, at, at hitting on a player. So would you take one and two from a team lower in exchange for the number nine? Right, and uh, you're right. They have 19, and then they have 51 in the second round. Uh, that, that's an interesting question, Pat. Thanks for the call. I, I would say I don't see a reason why you don't continue to move back I, if you're Ryan Poles. I wouldn't do it for Tampa's pick because – the Bears already have 53 from the Ravens, so I need to move higher than that. 54. Yes, I need to move higher than that pick. You know what I mean? Like, I need to move above where I already have that pick, and 51 yeah. isn't high enough. Okay, so you want something that's... I want something in the 40s. Okay, in the Give 40s. Give me something in the 40s. Give me something in the... Uh... Well, Washington is at 48. Okay. That, that and I... Washington's at 16 as well in See, the first round, think... so so the Commanders could be a team that, that may want to move up if there's... You know, if a quarterback prospect continues to drop, whether yeah. it be Richardson, Levis, uh, if one of those two drop... You know, Washington might be a spot where you could convince them to move up to nine to get their quarterback, and then you could collect 48 and 16. And before Ryan Poles made this move on Friday, that's where I set my line, is that I'm only willing to go back as far as 16, as far as the Bears go. Because then you can still get an impact player. You can get one of those wide receivers there. You could get an offensive lineman there. You can get a, it's the, this draft is deeper at the defensive end position. You could get a defensive end there. There's still enough players there for me where it's valuable. And so if you want to move, if those quarterbacks do tend to fall and Washington does call you, I'll make that that trade. I think that Tampa Bay's a couple spots too far back for me. We go to Robert listening on the ESPN Chicago app in Green Bay, Wisconsin. What's up, Robert? Good morning, fellas. What's up? I, I'm very excited for this uh, upcoming season. I like what Ryan Poles is doing. He's not one of these GMs that we've been having and not pulling the trigger or, okay, I'm not going to play pay this player or, you know, go make this move. We we were so, you know, with the Bulls and the Hawks and uh, the White Sox and the Cubs. Now it's the Bears' time to shine, and I think they're going to shine this upcoming season. And I think Justin Fields is going to have an MVP season with D.J. Moore. And on that nice pick, I think I would go and get uh, his – Wide receiver from uh, Ohio State or the guy from uh, Northwestern, the O-line. Try to, you know, build that line and then go and get a couple DNs. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, thanks, Robert. Appreciate the phone call. Jackson Smith and Jigba, that's the wide receiver from Ohio State. Mm -hmm. To be honest, at nine, if the Bears stay there, I don't have a problem with them going wide receiver even though he just moved the number one pick to acquire 
a wide receiver as well. To me, you can't have enough of it. No. And, and I think that's where you look to some of those teams who are super successful in the AFC, and you look at how they've gotten to the point that they're at, uh, and also in the, in the NFC with the Eagles. Look at the, some of the teams with top-level wide receiver cores. How did they do it? They traded for one, and then they drafted one highly, right? I, we, we've had the debate. Is Darnell Mooney a number one? We both agree he's not. No, he's barely uh, a two. Well, and that's the that's the point. If he's barely a two, you need to continue to look for someone who could solidify yeah. as a two. Quite honestly, I don't think Chase Claypool is going to be that answer. No. He can prove us wrong. He's more than welcome to, and I can't wait to see if he does to say, great, I'm glad that he figured it out. He's a solid two in the league. If the Bears spent that pick in the first round on a wide receiver, I would be okay with it. You have to have weapons for your quarterback. Look to, look to Cincinnati. Look mm-hmm. to Buffalo. Look to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Some of the best teams in the NFL continue to add assets at the wide receiver position to help their quarterbacks out. What's better than one stud wide receiver? Two stud wide receivers. Well, why are the Bengals so dangerous, yeah. right? They're talk- I mean, before the Bengals came out and said, we're not moving T. Higgins, that was the Bears' move. Like, hey, if you get another first-round pick, would you trade the 2024 first-round pick that you got from the Panthers for T. Higgins? Yeah, I think most people would. Or if you that 2025 first-round pick or second-round pick, would you package that in and try to trade that for T. Higgins? I think a lot of people would. I think people would still just because... You want to get two stud wide receivers, and I don't have a problem with it either. It depends on what's there, because right now at nine, I can legit say best player available. Because you could take a wide receiver, you could take a defensive tackle, defensive end, you could take an offensive lineman. There's still so many holes left on this team, and we'll see what they do here in free agency when the tampering period starts in just over an hour, that you can still pick up an impact player at nine at any position right now. NFL free agency legal tampering period begins in an hour and two minutes. That's right, 11 a.m. Central Time. Bluck and Abdal, we will carry you into coverage of that, and we'll talk to Carmen and Yurko at 11. But Bears fans, here's a question for you. When the legal tampering period begins, free agency begins in the NFL, what's number one on your shopping list? We'll talk about that coming up in two minutes. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.